you know, I used to do the morning show here uh, where I live. And the topic was, would you date a man who lived with his parents or something? And I said, no. And this was like three or four years ago. And when I tell you my listeners made me feel so bad for wanting that, that I actually changed my decision. And this is why I have the $10,000 boyfriend. Listen, and my choices are my choices, I understand, but it's because I didn't fully know who I was in Christ yet or knew even what I wanted and knew even that I could get what I wanted because society tells you another thing. Yes. Oh, you're a bad person. If you, you're a bad Christian, in fact. That's not Christian-like to not date somebody just because they're not financially stable. Like people say those things. That is so not, that is, that is the Christian way. <laughs> The Christian way is to wait and to wait for everyone to be who they're supposed to be because you're not presenting a 50-50. You're presenting a whole person. Welcome to my party. That's how we do around here. This is Single You, the podcast. I am your host, Rika. And I, I'm an NLP certified life coach and also the founder of Single You Academy. That is my online coaching program. You know what I do? I help the ambitious millennial single woman discover her worth. That means you. So that you, girl, can stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser. So if you are a woman who is sick of having an unsuccessful single life, if you are sick of the revolving door of dysfunctional relationships, listen, they may have a different name, but it's the same type of relationship. Or you're doing the tug of war back and forth with the same guy and you're sick of that. You want better when it comes to men and setting boundaries, knowing yourself, understanding your worth and what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship. Yeah, I'm willing to bet nobody has ever had that conversation with you. But listen, I'm not here to judge. I have an abusive ex and an ex that cost me $10,000. Yeah, stick around, listen to the podcast enough and you will hear those stories. All right, so you've come to the right place if you need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and that you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Yeah, I'm a certified life coach, but I will tell you this. I am no expert. I just learned a few things that I would like to teach you as well. You know, as Maya Angelou says, once you learn, you teach. And when you know better, you do better. So now that I'm doing better, I am reaching back out for you, girl. Here's my hand. Grab it. So thank you and welcome. You're in the right place. I got you if you got you. This is Single You, the podcast. Hey, thanks for being here. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. I wanted to do this episode specifically with my cousin Linnea 
um, in regards to marriage, in regards to cheating, in regards to do we have to stay after a man cheats on us? Is it more Christian-like to stay? Um, is being cheated on the price, the cost of admission to marriage? Should we as women just, well, he gonna cheat, so let me find the devil I know and stay with him. Um, so we're gonna have that full discussion today. And I already told Anae, I was like, I don't know, man, we may go over an hour. We probably gonna have to do this again because I try to stick to an hour just for you know respecting of time and it's hard to sit for over an hour, you watching us talking. So uh, what up Ellen, who is listening from Oregon? Hey, what up Ellen and um, Marcy? Yes, you did catch me live. So thank you so much for watching. So without further ado, we're just gonna go ahead and bring in my cousin, Miss Linnea Ramsey, who has been married for over 18 years, mother of three and minister, <laughs> teacher, very, very active in the church, um, which is why I wanted to bring you on to help me define what love is, what forgiveness is. Is it more Christian-like to stay after we're cheated on biblically? But before that, Linnea, thank you for coming. <laughs> I love our talks and conversations. Thank yes. you for having me again. I yes. enjoy what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you are a member of Single You Academy, uh, she, Linnea, actually has a workshop, a discussion twice that you hold in Single You Academy, which is uh, available to my clients. Um, so DM me if Single You Academy is something you want to join, which of course we'll talk about um, on this episode as well. But first, for people who don't know you, I want to, let, let's establish you. Why, why would I pick somebody like Linnea instead of somebody off the street to discuss this? Um, so first of all, you've been married for 18 years. And yeah. this is um, a meme that I saw. There are people out here thoroughly enjoying marriage. Don't get it twisted. And I was like, oh my God, that's Linnea. Like you are an advocate for marriage. You love your marriage. You love your husband. You love your kids. Um, and unfortunately, society has put a stain on marriage. Like it's this struggle, dysfunctional thing that people just do. Um, and I know that that is not your relationship, at least from what I see on the outside. I don't sleep under y'all's bed, but let's talk about that. You're, how old are you now, Linnea? Is that okay oh. if I ask? Hey, I am proud of my 41 <laughs> years. I am 41 years old. Yes. So I got married kind of young because if you know, I've been married 18, it'll be 19 years in June. So yeah. I was in my 20s, early 20s when I got married, 22, getting ready to turn 23. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I've been married a long time. Yeah. And when you were younger, did you always know you wanted to be married or what, what was the the That's marriage thing for really you? Really good question. Well, my life, my privilege yeah. is that I grew up in a two-parent home, a yes. marriage, of a healthy marriage, of a happily kissing each other all the time, um, but having real discussions, arguments, uh, marriage, a real-life marriage, a real-life yeah. family. So that's what I knew. So I think that was my expectation that I was going to get married. Yeah. Um, I believed in the um, the function, the identity of what marriage was and what it would look like. I believed in what I knew of what I saw. So I always did think I was going to get married. I thought I was going to have 13 kids. I am 10 less than that. And I am finished. Um, 
<laughs> oh, so we're not gonna get to 13. We done at the three. No. I found <laughs> out that uh 13 is a lot on a woman's body. So I mean, yes, I, I always I do think I always thought desired marriage because let's just be real, I wanted to have sex too. And for me, that's only in the confines of marriage. So right. yeah, uh, mm -hmm, that that was always something I had planned to do. Yeah. So since you did bring that up, I love that. Um, obviously, I know <laughs> that you you waited, and I do know you've talked about this before. Talk about your decision to wait. Why did you decide that? And and by the way, shout out to your your hoodie that says "Very Married." Love yes, it. Very very married. Thank you, um, yeah. Tracy Morgan and Morgan for Design who created yeah. this. I thought I had to have it because it's very married. It's a period. Yeah. Like, period right yep. yeah um so yeah my decision to wait so i grew up in a christian home so that's what i knew however like a lot of people's story they weren't they were telling you not to have sex they were telling you to to you know the sex is for marriage they didn't really explain um in a lot of detail about what that meant um mm -hmm. what that i was really gonna have to tell my body to stand down um but what I did do is I had a really good support system. I had some Christian friends, one of my, she's still um, one of my best friends, um, Liddell. She was um, living and staying pure. I mean, she was like the real deal, like not watching R-rated movies and everything. Um, wow. And so I then began to dig into what that looked like in the Bible. And I found actually a, a Christian uh, book series because I'm a reader. And it was actually the guy in the book who told the girl, I'm not going to kiss you because the first person I'm kissing is my wife. I'm saving all that, all the PDA, sexual stuff for mm -hmm. marriage. And it just birthed something in me. I, I believe that it touched that God place in my spirit that like, yeah. this is something I want to do. So I, con I I talked to my dad about it and I said, hey, I, I want a purity ring. And I'm really, I was 16, 17 years old. I was yeah. like, yeah, I want to wait. I want to save my 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 uh, virginity, my sexual experience for marriage. And my dad was like, okay. He took me to Olive Garden. I still remember. Um, um, gave me my ring, and then the ring stayed on my finger until um, I got married. And it was a big ceremony that we did in our wedding. So yeah, it was really um, purposeful for me. But I didn't know how hard it was going to be. I just mm. had this idea of what it was. Yeah. I didn't understand like what it talks about in first Corinthians, the seventh chapter, this burning fire, you know, why they say it's better to get married. I didn't really understand right. what that was going to be like. Um, and so it was a very challenge and I made it by the skin of my teeth, but I'm, I made it. Thank you. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. And Again, that is a full discussion we have in Single You Academy with my clients. Um, and so I don't wanna stick on that too much, but I will say this. I do love the fact that you had representation in a book when you were younger, because I know that that, I think, I definitely know that was missing for me and also for most of my clients. And that's what I think that I do. I present other options for women. Um, this is how you can do this if you want to do this, because I don't think that any woman walks around here saying, oh, I wish I would have started having sex earlier, or I wish I would have gave it up to that guy and that guy and that guy and that guy. No, 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 it's actually quite the opposite. I wish I didn't. And all of these regrets, unfortunately, that we have with the men that we gave our pearls to, 
Um, and, but, and I know that, well, there's different, there's definitely a lot of layers on the why, but one of the reason is because we don't have representation. And that is what I believe my calling in this season of my life is to do, to show you different options. So thank you for sharing that story and also letting us know that it is hard because I think purity culture acts like this is the easiest thing to do and you guys are just sinners and you stupid person for having sex before you got married. Yeah, no, it's it's very hard um, because, and my mom told me this, she says, your body will betray you. And I didn't really understand that because at that time, my body wasn't yet fully enraged. Because <laughs> you were only 16, like whatever. Right, I mean, well, <laughs> right. well, when she told me this, it was before 16 because, okay. uh, you know, we grew up with the Robinsons. So yeah, yeah, they don't yeah, have yeah. no cards about that. And she was yeah. real clear and at an early age. So probably middle school, 11, 12. You know, she's like, you know, your body's going to betray you. You got so be careful of what you were doing. She said her mom yeah. told her ringing and twisting, you know, hugging and kissing will lead to ringing and twisting. And, you know, I know what that means now at that time. I was like, ah, <laughs> I ain't going to do that. Right, and all of a right. your body's like, ooh, yeah, maybe. That sounds like, ooh, yes. Yeah. No, you have to yeah. Tell, tell your body no. And that mm-hmm. is a hard thing. But um, my only plug for this, whether you're a believer or not, is if you don't get a hold of purity before marriage, you will struggle with purity in marriage. It is not something you just need before you get married. It's something that's going to hold you over through marriage because just because you're married to that one person and you say, forever, does not mean everybody ceases to be attractive. Yeah. your body ceases to recognize attractiveness right. in other people. You right. literally have to tell yourself. You have to tell yourself to stand down. And you really learn that in the waiting, dating season. So it's really good practice for marriage, purity in your marriage, fidelity in your marriage. And we're going to come back to that when we talk about cheating. Um, because that's so good. Um, but I do want to get more of your story of being married and stuff before we go into that. Shout out to Auntie Latanya, who is your mother, my auntie, um, hey, mommy. who is watching. And she says she didn't have any representation either or those conversations. Um, so this is why I'm here, right? We gonna have them. And for those who are watching, if you have a question for myself and or Linnea, feel free to type that in the comments even if you're watching in the replay. Shout out to you for watching later. And if you are listening on Single You, the podcast, you know you can always slide into my DMs on Instagram um, and all of that will be in the show notes. So let's go to you getting married. So you get married to Jerry, which by the way, I was in the wedding. You were. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I think I'm still have my wedding dress to, or my bridesmaid dress, to be honest. But okay. So you got married, you're 18 years in. What do you wish you knew before you got married? And what do you think you and Jerry got right? Oh, that is a super good question. What do I wish I knew before I got married? I wish I knew that um, you don't know everything before marriage. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And I wish I knew that 
Um, I wish I knew the scripture and I dug into the scripture. It talks about in first Corinthians, the seventh chapter, that there would be many trials and tests in yeah. marriage. Mm-hmm. I, I know I read it, but I skipped over it. So I didn't really ingest and really start asking questions in about that. Um, and I didn't know that, uh, I wish I knew that, yes, I waited. Yes, we served God. Um, yes, um, we committed to love each other, but it wouldn't, uh, it doesn't mean that you're not going to come across some hills and some, some valley seasons in which you're going to need to ride out. Okay. Mm, Those are things yeah. that I wish I knew. Oh, and this is the other thing. I wish I had spent more time enjoying and embracing singleness. Mm. I didn't. My focus was let me get out of college and get married. And I wish I had gone on more trips with my single friends. I wish I had dated myself. I'm like, what do you mean date yourself? Went to the movies by myself, talk to myself. What do I like about myself? I wish I'd spent instead of rushing to do things with other people, but really like, why do I even, who am I? What, what is being me feel like so that I know when I get married, what I have to offer? Yeah. Finish your thought. And then I have another, I want to, I want to put a pin in two things that you just said, but did you have something else you wanted to say after that? I was just saying what I had to offer, because if I don't know what I have to offer, then I don't know what I'm settling for. Yeah, because I'm over here taking notes. That's why y'all see my pen. Y'all know I love notes. I'm a note taker. And I tell everybody, when you come to listen to or watch Single You, the podcast, you need to have your notebook. Um, Okay, so you said that you see. Women, (laughs) and this is not a judgment statement because I was there. We think that singleness is this season to endure. Like, I just got to get through this so I can finally get to marriage. And you got married at how old again? You were 21? 22. 22. I was 22. 22. I had just literally, I just walked across the stage and graduated from college on yeah. May 31st. And on June 22nd, I was yeah. married. I did not enjoy fully my college graduation yeah. at all. because. Yeah. I'm rushing to go do that, but I'm thinking about wedding plans and, yeah, and, 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 you know, making sure everybody's where they're supposed to be and doing what they're supposed to do and, and trying to find a job so yeah. that when I get out of the honeymoon, we got more money coming in. Yeah. I didn't really get to embrace or enjoy. And it wasn't that anybody was rushing me. I didn't, I said, we set the date. I could have waited a whole nother year, but yeah. I did not honor and appreciate the single season like I should have. Yeah. I just said, no, I ain't getting married yet. I'm going to go on this trip first. I just graduated. That's huge. That's mm-hmm. a big deal to um, celebrate. And I should have done that. I should have done that. That's what I wish I had done. These I love that. I wish I had done. So what are the things then? So for us, I'm 37 and single. Somebody's 42 and single. What, never been married. Don't have kids. And we think that we are missing out on something, or again, like this is a season that I just have to get through until God provides me my husband. When actually in the Bible, Paul talks about there's beauty in both. There's beauty in marriage and there's beauty in singleness. And that's what I believe that you're talking about, that beauty that is there. So what are some of the things you wish, if you could tell somebody who's 22 right now, oh, don't get married, baby. Do these things first. Yes. Do do something that 
you know you don't want to have to have permission to do. <laughs> what I mean is I'm married. I may want to go to Taiwan or I want to go to Tahiti or Fiji. I got to go through four layers first. Yeah. Five if I count, make sure my spiritual responsibilities are taken care of, but my husband and my three children, you know, I have to make sure there's an order, but I, I, I wish I, I would tell people, make sure you have a financial stability, know what a budget is and work your budget. Um, make sure you know what that's like, live on your own. What do I mean by that? Sure. You could live at home. That's cool. I'm glad your parents can keep you there until you're 27, 80. But the reality is if you don't know how to be on your own and live on your own, then you will feel rushed into a relationship because you want to get out. My suggestion is, is get out. See what it's like when all the bills come in your name yeah. and know that you can do it. So that means that you don't have to settle for a relationship yep. that's really not meeting your needs, isn't partnering with your purpose, mm -hmm. but really is something that you're staying in or remaining in because you want to get out or you don't believe you can do it on your own. You need right. to know you can do it on your own for you. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's harder to discern if you want to be with this man or if you need to be with this man, if you've never been on your own and Absolutely. done it on your own. And I know the story of you and Jerry when you were dating and you actually required him <laughs> to move out because he was living with his grandmother and what he was yes. doing was beautiful. Tell that story. Yeah, so um, his grandmother who, who passed a few years ago, she fell and broke her hip. And so Jerry moved in because he was concerned. He didn't want her to be in the house by herself. And that was beautiful. And he saved up his money and he paid off his car and he was financially sound. And so then he started, we're dating probably about mm, maybe six months, seven months. And he's like talking about marriage. I said, I'm not thinking about marrying you. And he's like, what? Then I said, no, I mean, we're pursuing marriage, but you're not ready to get married. And he was right. like, what are you talking about? I said, you don't live on your own. You live at home. I need to know you can take care of yourself. So I know if something happens to me, you can take care of me. Yeah. I'm, I'm in New York. My parents have left. And now, you know, and yes, they're helping me, but I'm starting to take more responsibility on myself, pay my own phone bill. So I started, you know, and I was working, I had a job and I'm starting to pay my own um, monthly bill. I wish I had that 375 yeah. monthly bill again. But anyway, <laughs> but I'm, I'm paying my own stuff. I need to see that you can. And in 30 days, he had moved to New Jersey because mm -hmm. I was in New York going to school, living 40, 40 minutes away from me. And living on his own, paying all his own bills to show me that he was truly ready to marry me. And this was before any rings or anything, because you need to know that they are secure. And, and really, if he'll, and he would tell you this, he needed to know he could do it. Yes. He needed to know he could take care of himself and then take care of a family. And I needed to know he could do it. And really, yeah. I, as a woman, needed to know I could take care of it. I know if Jerry were to, you know, pass on and, and, and die today that I could take care of myself because I've done it. And yes. every woman and every man needs that confidence in themselves so that they know that they're not in a relationship 
because they can't do it on their own. They're in relationship because they choose to be in that relationship. I just need everybody to let that settle <laughs> on their heart because what I, what I get from that, well, let me say two things. In Single You Academy, in the transformation that I give my clients is knowing who they are so they can know what they want, so they can have the audacity to believe that you can get it and the patience to wait for it. And that is one of the things, and the reason why I have that is because it's the thing that I had to go through. You telling Jerry, listen, we're not even getting married because you don't even have X, Y, and Z. I hear you saying you took marriage seriously. Like this wasn't just, oh, well, my vagina is telling me that you're the one, so let's get together. There are other it's things. Lie. The, your vagina, our vagina is a liar. She it will is a lie. liar. It's a lie because the yes. time, there's times in the month that will tell even dirt looks good and it don't. Right. Listen, so. listen. And like you said earlier, as Angela Latanya would say, your body will betray you. And that's, I need to put that on one of my pillows over here. Okay. Where is it? There we go. Because it will. And so I hear you saying you took it more seriously and you had the audacity to believe that you could get what you want. I remember specifically, it was a, uh, you know, I used to do the morning show here uh, where I live. And the topic was, would you date a man who lived with his parents or something? And I said, no. And this was like three or four years ago. And when I tell you my listeners made me feel so bad for wanting that, that I actually changed my decision. And this is why I have the $10,000 boyfriend. Listen, and my choices are my choices. I understand. But it's because I didn't fully know who I was in Christ yet or knew even what I wanted and knew even that I could get what I wanted because society tells you another thing. Yes. Oh, you're a bad person. If you, you're a bad Christian, in fact. That's not Christian-like to not date somebody just because they're not financially stable. Like people say those things. That is so not, that is, that is the Christian way. <laughs> the Christian way is to wait and to wait for everyone to be who they're supposed to be. Cause you're not presenting a 50 50. You're presenting a whole person. Sure. You're supposed to grow together, but you need to already be something. You're not just a seed. You need to be sprouted up into something. I need to recognize what you are. If I can't identify what you are, what am I buying? Cause when it's in the ground, you don't know what that is. You need the sprout to grow up into something so that then once you I did, oh, this is a cucumber, this is a cherry, you can then say, oh, I know how to nurture that. So then you can grow together, but you don't know how to nurture a seed that you don't even know what it is. And that is what the Bible talks about, about you will know my people by its fruit. Yes. What is, what, how is this man being fruitful in his life? And we get so confused about thinking, um, well, your, so when I say that, like, oh, I want a man who's financial, financially stable, people love to think that I think that that means that man is bad. I didn't say that, but I am allowed to, again, know what the fruit is. Am I dealing with a cucumber or an apple or what have you? Am I dealing with a man of good character? Yes. Am I going to be giving my pearls to swine? Yeah. Are we going to be equally yoked? I have to, I, I need to figure that out. 
I need to figure that out before we get married and, and, or whatever. And so I think again, Christianity, and I'm going to, and I, there's so many things that I want to read to you in Christianity. We get that whole forgiveness and love thing confused. And we think that that means, oh, I love somebody. So that means I have to suffer for them. And I just feel like Jesus already did that. He already he did, did that for us. Yeah. And I, we're going to come back to that because I just want to put a pin in on your marriage. And I have three more things I want to say about your marriage. I love how you <laughs> were honest and you said, listen, we, we, you wish you would have um, known. Uh, no, no, no. You said you didn't understand everything about marriage before you got married. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And this is coming from a person, Linnea, who you see on screen, who they went to counseling. Y'all had counseling and y'all yeah. had, talk about some of those things that you did to prepare for marriage. Yeah. So we, well, of course, you know, we both, I wanted to finish school. That was yeah. a really important thing, but yeah. we went to counseling and we're still, let me say 18 years later, go to counseling um, together. And um, most of the time it's, when something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. we're involved in marriage ministry. Um, we even have, in, in COVID, we have a marriage ministry line, line that's very active and fluid and it mm -hmm. keeps us, it's great suggestions. Um, we watch uh, marriage conferences, which is really good. Yeah. I actually took, uh, learned some new things from a marriage conference that I had. One of the things that I love, which is praying over your bed. That's a whole nother, that's a marriage talk, but I think that's awesome. And yeah. what she prayed over was pray over his lustful thoughts. Come on now, you got to know how to pray for your husband. And I never even thought about that, but those are the things that preparing for marriage, um, you know, was finishing school, finishing nice. things that identify who I am. Right. Right. right also, right. um, getting premarital counseling that isn't just in the beginning, but you plan to carry through. Don't just do the counseling and then, okay, I'm done. I don't need them anymore. No, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And you want to pick people who have longevity in the marriage, who have health in their marriage. They're not perfect, but they mm -hmm. are real in their marriage. And one of the identifiers, because who counseled me was my parents, who are also our pastors, but um, it was Jerry's idea, not mine. So everybody's like, you picked your parents? No, my husband did. Oh, and okay, Jerry. I didn't know that. He picked yeah. them. He said, yeah. no, your parents, they should do it. Even though my dad and my mom didn't marry us, he wanted them to do the counseling. And our very first session, um, we were at my parents' house and we were talking about whether I should have a key to his apartment. And mom had to run out somewhere. I can't remember some emergency had happened. And so it was yeah. dad. And we decided to have this conversation with dad without right. talking to mom. And I said, Hey, what do you think about, you know, whether I, you think it's appropriate or does it look right if I have a key to his apartment? And um, dad gave his um, thoughts on that. And then dad had to leave and mom came back. And so we decided to ask her the very same thing. Mm -hmm. And I cannot tell you this any stronger, but their answer was identical. It was to the wording that they used, their answer was identical. Not discussing it beforehand, literally not in the same room, yeah. identical answers. And Jerry and I, we looked at each other and we said, that's what we want. We want that oneness that we're so in tune and we're so synced and we're so yeah. threaded together that we can be single I, I, uh, 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 individual people and yet be synced 
and one with each other yeah. after, after. And that's really key. So you know I need to know the answer then, right? Well, they said it was yes, because we were in the city alone. Yeah. So I was in the city alone, he was in the city yeah. alone, and it wouldn't be a good idea that no one would be able to help get him in if he had lost his kids. Right, right. If you knew my OCD husband, you would know that, did I ever have to use that key? No, but <laughs> it still was good wisdom, you know, yeah. but it wasn't for something for, you know, and, and we knew that going in that it was mm -hmm. something for it to be used for emergencies, not for me, you know, but I didn't want, you know, people to be thinking, look, y'all living together. And we were right. really, you were not living together at this know, time. I know that. Together. So yeah, we need to put that out there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. We just wanted to make sure that, you know, we didn't want to be a stumbling block to other people. We, we knew that our dating relationship was up for a lot of critique and we didn't want the enemy to put a you know, stumbling block for us. So we just wanted some wise counsel. And those are the kind of things you need to give people access. Good, solid, wisdom people access yeah. your relationship yeah. to counsel you. So I love, yeah, community marriage, right? Like you, you, you have this marriage and you're getting mentored. As they say, the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's actually greener where you water it. Yes. So I brought that up to say, you still didn't know everything about marriage and you had counseling. So for us out here trying to date and get married, how dare us do it without help? Yes. How dare us? And that's what got me in trouble because we don't know about relationships. Nobody teaches relational intelligence. Nobody teaches you uh, healthy hard versus hard because we are, are healthy hard versus abusive. Because yeah. there are going to be trials and tribulations. Yeah. And I know this is a conversation you had in Single You Academy as well with my clients is what do married people mean by marriage is hard? Because we as women who have never been on the inside of marriage, we think, oh, that means he can whatever. And one of those things is cheating. And I promise you we're going to get to that for those who are watching. Please let me know in the comments. Are you getting something from this? Please. If you're watching in the replay, I still want to hear from you. If you're listening on Single You, the podcast, I want to hear from you. Slide into my DMs on Instagram, okay? So I know you said that you wish you would have enjoyed your single season um, more. Do you feel like you have, you've been, do you feel like you had to find yourself in the marriage? Or did you go in with a good understanding of who Linnea was, but then you had to construct married Linnea? That's a phenomenal question. I think I knew um, 22 year old Linnea as yeah. well as I could know 22 year old Linnea, but I had my own insecurities that I wasn't yet ready to confront. And because of that, I was feeling my God-shaped hole that was created specifically for him with relationships and then a good job and then beautiful house and then children. And I yeah. found out that none of those things fulfill the being of Linnea. Yeah. And so some of that you would get <laughs> if you embrace that singleness is not a curse. Singleness is essential. It's just not. It's essential to being who you are. You need this time where you're talking to the one who created you. Yeah. Who am I? 
what, what am I supposed to be doing? Like what, what, what problem? And this is something that um, my pastor apostle is really um, getting into our spirit. What problem was I created and sent here to solve? See, you're discovering that now you're here to help the single girl recognize that singleness is not a punishment. That's exactly. the problem you're now here to solve. You've yeah. identified that. Well, yeah. we need to be spending time in our single se season discovering what is that problem that I was created to solve? And could you discover that in marriage? Yes, because I'm discovering more of that in marriage. But if you, since you're not married, <laughs> Why are you not discovering, spending time discovering that? Because yeah. it's exciting when you ad identify it. It really makes you as a married person super exciting because people are attracted to people who are living on purpose. Uh, <laughs> like, and, and, period. And so you need to be living on purpose when you're single and when you're married. I love and I hope remind me again of what you said. I think you said something like marriage, the house kids yes. didn't do anything for the being of Linnea. Yes. Didn't do anything. I thought they were. That's one of the reasons you do, you know, you get married. Yes. I got a degree. Yes. I got houses. I had a great job making really good money. I had my own schedule. I worked for my, you know, I didn't work for myself, but you know, my bosses were great, great yeah. friends, great relationships. And I still was unhappy was. because you didn't know who you had to figure out your purpose as Linnea. Yes. As Linnea. What is Linnea here for? Why is she here? And more than yeah. the wife, more than the children, yeah. more than the job, more than the house, more than the money. There is something that if all of those things are removed, I am still something. And the single season, that's where that's birth. That's where it starts. And that's when you start to look really super attractive to yourself. Yeah. You were 100%. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Alone anybody else. Because yeah. you want to be able to look in your mirror and say, you know, I really do like who I am. And I can finally say now at 41, even though I had all those things that a lot of people are after, I had all those things. Mm -hmm. I now can say, I look and feel, this is what I've been telling people for the last three or four years. I feel more of myself than I've ever been and yeah. that didn't have anything to do with being married. Yeah, yeah. And and all the counseling and everything helped you discover that. And yes. because yes. that's where we'll fall apart. Because yes. if you don't know who you are and he doesn't know who you are, yes. what are we doing? We're gonna be yes. in a space of um, dysfunction. So yes. I just hope that this is resting on the ears of a woman who needs to hear that singleness is not a punishment. And you think that you're missing out on something. Um, Cameo and I, uh, my friend Cameo and my friend Carla, um, we're, we're in a group chat and message. We always tell, we're all single, no kids. We're in our late thirties. And we always talk about that. Like why, you know, is, can you only find pure joy in marriage? And that is the lie. I believe that the devil tells us single women, like you ain't never going to be as happy as you could be if you were married. You ain't never going to be as happy as you could be unless you have kids. You ain't never, you ain't never. And we forget that the devil is literally here to kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah. It walks around like a lion waiting for the prey. 
So those are the thoughts, right? Like the, I, that's why I, when, when I have those thoughts or whatever, and I, do, I certainly do not have them um, anymore like I did, because like you said, I will always now be able to say, I am happier now than I ever was with a man, without a whatever, because of my purpose. There is nothing that gr brings me in this season of my life greater joy than hearing a woman say, Rika, because of you and Single You Academy, and then she finishes her sentence. And it's beautiful. I no longer tie my identity to men. And I I just, that, okay. All right, so I can sit here forever. All that, all I just, what you're saying is that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to get out of this lie. Um, so the last thing I wanna ask you about your marriage until, and then we'll get into cheating. And is it more Christian-like to stay? <laughs> because of the stuff I see on the internet, okay? All right, so what did you get right with the husband you married? So what characteristics does Jerry have? Because the Bible mm. talks about character a lot um, and to be, we don't wanna be unequally yoked. So maybe it's something like what you guys are equally yoked in, what was Jerry's good character? Um, and you can, one or two if you want to, and then, like I said, we're going to get into this cheating conversation. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I think um, I got, I definitely feel like I have the one who our purposes meshed together as it was supposed to be. Yeah. Our top three um, life goals were the same. They're still in sync. Um, one of those is we wanted to do missions together. We wanted yeah. to do missions. We've done that now. And that that was really awesome for us. We also wanted to be model couples. We wanted to be model for other marriages. We wanted, and we wanted for relationships. We wanted to set a standard and be able to walk it out. Um, and I, what I asked of God, I didn't ask for a race. I didn't say I wanted a black man, mm -hmm. even though I thought I was gonna get a black man when I said I wanted somebody like my dad, but that's what I said. I wanted someone like my dad. I wanted him to be patient, willing to listen to me, um, even if I'm talking about nothing, um, a protector, really um, a good father mm -hmm. um, and faithful. That's what I know. That's what my father is. And I really literally have what I prayed for is someone like my dad who is just white. <laughs> He's just a white boy. So there we go. Yes. I mean, I he is. I mean, he's, not, he's, not, he's not the black white. He's the white white. He's no. white, white, white. I married someone who really is right, right. Caucasian. Right. right. And no I, Channing I Tatum, no Eminem. None Jerry of that. White. No, we, <laughs> right. we did 23 and me and we discovered he is the whitest you can be. <laughs> He's got that. a little bit of Ger Jew, German Jewish. Yeah. But yeah. everything else is Finnish He's, and Scottish. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Um, right. But other than that, he has the character of my dad. He has the solidness uh, uh, of my dad. He has the providership of my dad. He has the faith, yeah. strong faith of my dad. Um, you know, that was number one. So it wasn't even a dating relationship if that wasn't strong because I need to know mm. that when things are tough for me spiritually, I got someone who's going to pray for me, who's not going to let me quit, um, and then will tell me wrong that I'm wrong. And that was tested before we got married. Um, my mom uh, was saying something to me, and I was upset, and I was complaining about it. And Jerry says, well, you're wrong. And let me tell you why you're wrong. And he took me to the Bible, and then I took off my ring, and I threw it at him. Oh. I went home, and I <laughs> laid down. I couldn't sleep. And God says, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I gave you what you asked for, and you yeah. want to throw it back at my face? 
Yeah. Called him up and it's like, I need my ring back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he yeah. was doing what I asked. He wasn't mean. He didn't raise his voice. Yeah. He really just was doing what I asked. I needed a man who would tell me, because I'm a strong, assertive woman. I need someone who's not scared to tell me I'm wrong. Listen, let me write that down. Because me too. Because <laughs> even though I'm going to hate it, especially I in did. the beginning. Right. Yes. Especially in the beginning, because I hate being told what to do. I hate authority. I hate rules. I hate, hate, hate. But I do believe that would definitely make me a better person being yeah. able to hear it and adjust when it's right. When it's right. Um, when it's right. And you can't trust that with just anybody. That's why he had to have the overall spiritual dedication. Listen, a date night where who goes to prayer meeting every Tuesday with you? Yeah, that's what we was. That was what we was doing. And even when yeah. we broke up for a brief time, he was at prayer meeting when I wasn't. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was looking for. So then I can trust because he's not getting his guidance from his friend or his cut buddy yeah. who's single and don't understand. He's getting guidance from godly um, couples and wisdom and obviously Holy Spirit and prayer. So, yeah, I could trust that he's going to lead me and guide me. And so when he falters, you know, I'd be looking at him and I'd be praying. I'd be like, okay, God, this is the man you gave me. So I need to know he, when he falters that you got him and God always shows up. He always yeah. shows and up. He doesn't fault that even the faltering, because we both have had seasons of faltering that right. he raises him back right. up. Right. And so not only does he have to know who he is and Jerry was in Christ and doing that, you also had to know and you had to be doing your own studying on your own. So yeah. then you can discern if yeah. he was telling you the truth or not. That's right. And maybe That's in that moment you didn't get it. Of course, you threw your ring and then you left. But that just that Holy Spirit was like, <laughs> you cute. But <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's really and what it was. Exactly. And then you were like, oh, OK, the sky is blue. You're right. You have to be able to discern that. And when you don't, which is the situation I have been in, you, then when we don't as women, we just allow the guy to lead because we think he gets to make the rules of the relationship. That's right. No, y'all make rules. Right. Because we're, we, we, we get so excited when we get picked. Mm -hmm. um, we're just waiting, um, you know, because that that's what society tells us. Even Christians like, girl, you ain't supposed to be looking for a man. You just wait till he find you. And so we just waiting, but not reading, not studying, not sharpening our iron, doing none of that, just waiting. And then we flap it in the wind and being in this revolving door of dysfunction because our discernment levels are extremely low because we haven't done our own studying. That's what I just heard from you. And that was so good. Yes, it is. And it is good. And this is what I tell my little mentees. I tell them, listen, yes, they get to find you, but you still have to say yes. And you don't have to say yes. You get to choose them right back and you should. And so you get to say no. If it's like this, that's the standard. Right. And so luckily, Jerry didn't pull out no ring when he first was talking about it. Because I told him unequivocally, no, why you still live at home. <laughs> I know that's right. You still live at home. So I'm not marrying you until you move out. No. So, okay. This is so good. So when people ask me, Rika, do you think a man can cheat on his wife and still love her? And we're going to go into that answer because I feel like there's layers. 
but talk about that because we've talked about this in our when we call each other in FaceTime and all of that. What is your answer to someone who asks you, Linnea? Can a man cheat on his wife and still love her? Because that's what men say a lot. The men who cheat, and listen, miss me with saying, well, women cheat too. I understand that. I, I, I truly do. But this message right now is for my women that I am called to guide <laughs> in my single season. For the women who need to hear that singleness is not a punishment. For the women that need to hear you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. So. Let me go back to what I said. A lot of men will say, oh, baby, you know, I love you. She didn't mean nothing to me. I love you, though. What is your answer, Linnea? No, because I guess it depends on your identification of what love is. Mm -hmm. Let's mm -hmm. really identify what that is. Okay. My identification of love is more than a feeling. And what they showed you is their feeling of love had passed on to someone else when they were cheating. Right. But for me, love is more than a feeling. Love is a commitment. I commit to being kind. I commit to delight in the truth. And cheating on me isn't delighting in the truth. So really, when you're I don't remember who told me to do this, but it's such a great practice. When you're thinking about your mate and you're thinking about love, if you go to First Corinthians, the love chapter, and you start reading, love is put their name in it. Yo, Jerry is kind. If he ain't kind and y'all dating, he don't he, he he don't keep records of wrong. If 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 he don't, then he's not he doesn't even have the capacity to love. And I think the problem is is that we have taken um forgiveness and and put it in place in doormat and it's not the same. Forgiveness is something I'm choosing not to do get back. And what that means is you cheat on me, I'm gonna cheat on you right back. That means because you owe me something or you know you need to bleed for me. No, when I forgive you, I say I'm giving up the right to get get back. I'm giving up the right to now go and cheat on you. But that doesn't mean I have to give up the right to take care of me. Mm -hmm. And taking care of me may not be staying in relationship with you. Yeah. And if they cheated on you before you were married, the likelihood is that they are going to cheat on you when you get married. Right. So that's why I wanted to. OK, so watch this. So I'm going to tie it back to knowing who you are and sharpening your discernment level before you get married. Right. Because I have women ask me that all the time. Well, Rika, he says he loves me. Da, 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 da. Can he still love me? And I said, not me, because that's not how I define love. So how do you define it? Because I'm not. Listen, I'm not here to mm, judge you. I'm not here to really tell you how you live, how to live, especially if you're not my client. But what I tell all my clients is I'm here to hold you accountable to the things that you say that you want. And if I asked you before you got in this relationship, when you were 15, I would say, what type would you, do you want your husband to cheat on you or not? And you would say, no, nobody says, you know what? Listen, and I get it. We naturally have this desire to, it is natural. It is a God given thing to want to be in relationship. I totally get that. But nobody would say, you know what I want? I want to get married and have dysfunction. I want to get married and get cheated on. I want to get, you don't say that. No. 
No. So it is it is up to you and your choices yes. to make that life that you want. And the only way you will make better choices is by knowing who you are. Yes. By knowing who you are. So knowing I like the tolerance level. I don't have a tolerance level for infidelity. I don't. Yes, I don't. And so I didn't. If Jerry had cheated on me before we got married, we would not currently be together because I don't have a tolerance. My being cannot tolerate infidelity. Right. And well, what does that mean? Does that mean that people can't struggle with feelings or, you know, get caught up in, 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 in you know, a feeling? Because those feelings, attraction, not, mm -hmm. attraction mm -hmm. you can, that can happen because if you're not tending to your own thought life and you're not tending to your own grasp, mm -hmm. you can get caught up. It's how it's your ability to reel yourself in before you step over a line yep. that infidelity you won't be able to come back from. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't judge women who go who go back to their spouses who they're married to mm -hmm. who have cheated. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's um, my business to do right. that. However. Mm -hmm. I do caution women before they get married, mm -hmm. when they get married at before, like in their dating and they're cheating, not to go, not to marry them. I do. And I'm, yeah. I'm going to say it, you shouldn't do that because yeah. you don't see change. And if they did it before, they'll do it again. And you staying doesn't guarantee change. And so you're asking for a cycle of infidelity and a lack of trust. And nobody wants to always have to be checking someone's Facebook, their phone yeah. account, their Marcos. Nobody wants to have to spend their time and they're doing that. I don't have time to be checking on him and making sure he ain't cheating on me. I don't have time for that. And when you get into a marriage like that, you're setting up yourself for a cycle that you don't really want to be on. Yeah. You don't want to be a mouse on that cycle. It's a dangerous cycle. So, okay, there's a couple of things that I, I wanted to bring up and I wrote down. So just going back to um, how purity helps you with not cheating when you get in a marriage. Yes. Um, um, unpack that a little bit because I th that is not to say that people who didn't wait are gonna be cheaters. That's not right. what we're saying. No. But it does flex that muscle if you can yeah. hold off. Um, so go ahead and unpack that. What do you mean when you say that? Now that's a really good, you know, because it doesn't necessarily mean that if you if you had sex before that you can't have self control, but it makes it more challenging once Pandora's box is open yeah. and something happens because conflict does happen in your marriage, and so for a season. You know, you, you you know, you're not connecting or, you know, just life apps. You're not connecting as much as you, as you were, you know, you see somebody at work. Being able to shut that down, developing self-control in the dating season helps prepare you to shut that down when you're married. And it means a whole lot more because when you're dating and you are attracted to someone else, you can say, boo, I think I'm attracted and I want to check this out. So I'm not going to, I want to break things off yeah. before I do anything emotional or physical to make sure that this isn't something I want to pursue. Yeah. And that's what they should do. Mm -hmm. 
you need to develop that. And you've got to be able to develop this self-control that your body, because you might feel attraction in your body because it will betray you. You've got to be able to tell your body, no, I don't have to do what it tells me to do right now. I can shut it down because I have learned, I have developed the tools and the skill set on finding ways to do that. And if you don't ever develop that, then you're going to confuse your body's hormones with feelings of love, which they're not. And 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 when you're not emotionally intelligent, you think that that is God or something, the universe telling you, you need to go sleep with that person because we let really our it. feelings dictate yes. our choices more than we actually should. Yes. So feelings yes. are real. They're just not good managers. Which They're is not what good um, managers. Pastor Michael Todd says that a lot. I know you know who Pastor Michael Todd says yeah. that a lot too. And I'm like, that's so true. We have to learn. That is when you know you're so grown up. Like that's the grown up, grown up, grown up thing to do yeah. is to, to not act on whatever you're feeling, especially when you know the outcome is not yeah. right. Because yeah. nobody cheats on somebody going into it knowing, oh, my wife will be okay with this. No. You know it's wrong. You know what's wrong when you're doing it. And so I want to get on this um, topic. And I knew we was going to go over an hour. Does Jerry need you in the next 30 minutes or yeah. your kid? Okay. It's, it's I just, good. I want to be mindful. Okay. So the reason why I asked this question, if I can talk, the reason why I asked this question is, is cheating just a cost of admission to marriage? Because the narrative on social media, especially with what just happened with this relationship guru, and I'm not going to name names because the names don't really matter because I even heard or saw a a very popular female rapper tweet this as well. Why would I, why would I divorce my husband and go get another man who's going to do the same thing and cheat on me? She was basically saying, at least I know him and also saying, and not so many words in that little tweet, that she expect like this is just the cost like you if you're going to get married expect to be cheated on so what do you say to the women who hear or yeah for the women whose thought process is is cheating just a cost of admission to marriage it's just the cost it's the price this is what we we're going to deal with if we get married no cheating is not the admission or cost to marriage cheating is the cost of you're not waiting mm. and knowing who you are yeah, because those flags are there. I, 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 I have to say, I almost want to say 100 percent, but I'm going to say ninety nine point ninety nine point nine. The people who had had infidelity in marriage, there was infidelity before. It's the yeah. cost for you settling for something less than what you what you deserve. It's not an admission to marriage. My parents have been married 42 43 years, going on 44 years, right? Yeah. No infidelity, no cheating. You, It is not the cost and admissions of marriage. It is the world we live in that has allowed ourselves to deem and lessen the, 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 the sanctity of marriage. That, mm-hmm. That's what fidelity has done. It has disintegrated the sanctity of marriage. It's not the admission. It's mm-hmm. just what we've allowed ourselves because we've denigrated marriage. We call it just a piece of paper. That's not what it is. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. more than just a piece of paper. There, are, It is more than just a piece of paper. But if you only think it's a piece of paper, then yeah, you think that, well, you know, it, it, that's that's the, yeah. what the contract. No, my contract for my marriage is fidelity. 
period. period. On the period. dotted line, stop. And listen, I always say on my platform, my message isn't for everybody. It's not, it should be, I think it should be um, because I'm a believer and I believe this is the life God wants us to live. However, I am not naive enough to think that everybody wants to be like me. I know that there are people in polyamorous relationship, whatever that is. But what I am saying is for the women that I feel God has called me to speak to, this is the message you need to hear. Because I like how you said, um, our thought process matters, right? So um, we need to, there's a quote that I actually, I have it somewhere around here on my refrigerator or something that says, um, your life is determined by your most dominant thought, right? And so for me in the discovery of who I am, um, what I want out of a relationship and all of that, I'm like, okay, well, this is what I want. Now I'm only going to listen to the people like Linnea and like we were talking about earlier, having good mentors that um, spew this message out, that deliver this message, that because I want that thought process to be sharpened. I want yeah. my iron to be sharpened by that iron. So instead of following these gurus and these people that I don't necessarily know, wow. um, I choose to find the people, do my own research that are, are delivering the message that I know I want to hear, which is that cheating is not the cost of admission. Because right. when you hear that message over and over, or you see these celebrities being cheated on and this and that, if you follow them too closely, that is what is going to happen to you. Yes. Because you start to believe it. Yeah. The and I saw in the comments that my mom said that it's a covenant. And then that's really, and then I believe Holy Spirit dropped this yeah. for me, is that if you're looking at it, as a contract, then you're looking for things that are gonna break it. But yeah. if you're looking at marriage as a covenant, then you're looking for things to fulfill it. Mm. Fidelity will not fulfill a, a covenant, but, a, but, but infidelity will break a contract. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes. So the cost of a covenant marriage is fulfilling it, that there are roles and responsibilities and rights that make it fulfilled or it doesn't realize to what it fully is. But a yeah. contract, you know, those are things that, you know, you might meet it and you might not, but it might be broken, but a covenant you fulfill. And yeah. our best example for that is, is Godfather and Jesus. He fulfilled his covenant, both the old one and the new one. Yes, 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 yes. And so again, your, your, now I don't forgot the quote. It went out my head. Um, okay. Let's move on to this question. It'll come back to me. So I hear a lot of people, again, it, it goes back to what is actually forgiveness and what is love as Christians. And I bring this one up is staying after he cheats more Christian like, right? Because I've heard that excuse from women on why they stay. Well, this is what God wants me to do. Um, and I'm going to read you something that uh, a woman sent me. And listen, I am not, I don't think that I know it all. And I do think that God speaks to us in different ways. So if you really feel like that's coming from God for you to stay in your marriage after he cheats, okay. But it's not technically biblical. Um, and so this girl sent me a message that said, this is my current situation, Rika, and I use all the excuses. I stay because I love him, because God forgives us, so I should forgive him 
and I stay for my kids. And that's what I'm saying. We think that forgiveness means I should stay and it's more Christian-like to stay after somebody cheats on us. What do you say to that? Forgiveness is more Christian-like. Staying isn't more Christian-like, okay? Forgiveness is. Forgiveness is what we're called to do. Staying, that's a completely different conversation and requires much counseling. Yeah. I don't get involved in that. That is a case-by-case -case situation. Right. Right. But if someone who's been cheated on forgives and chooses to leave, I don't knock them for that. And it doesn't mean they're less of a believer or less Christian right. Right. if they leave. Right. Forgiveness is what we are supposed to do. And to put a little plug in it, it doesn't mean that we're not building a culture to restore, but restoration requires both parties to be on the same page. Yeah. Yes. And staying yes. for the right reasons. And I don't know if staying for children is the right reason. You know, I don't, mind know, you. I don't know if that's yeah. really the right reason because that's not really what because your children are going to grow up and leave. And so then are they grow up and leave and then you leave, you jet? Yeah. Your kids yeah. aren't supposed to stay there. So I don't know if that's the right reason to stay, but you need to know why you're staying. And that mm -hmm. needs much counseling and much healing. And yeah. so you need healing before you can, to me, before you can stay in a marriage, because if you stay for the wrong reasons, it won't be a Christian it won't be Christian. Life. And the cycle will continue if, yeah. like you said, both parties. And I forgot to say that she added this. She goes, but I am not happy. And I know your words are true. So then what? So you so don't put that on my God. Then you're staying no. for a whatever reason. You don't want to be alone. Yes. Getting a divorce takes work, uh, whatever. Um, All those reasons that you, that they're saying they need to go get they need to go answer those questions for themselves. Yeah. Yes. See if, if I'm now living on my own, if I now know my kids are taken care of and we're doing counseling as a family and it's healthy and they're still good and I'm by myself. If I am better on my own than I would have been restored in this relationship, then you get the answer to your question. Yes. And you've got yes. to be willing to do the hard work and our questions inside to face yourself. I'm glad that that person was being very honest and say, listen, yeah. I'm doing for the kids and I think I still love them. Do you still love them? That's a real good question. Do you? Because we might say that, but then we realize we don't really, right. you know, I'm right. more afraid of being on my own yeah, that's really what I, I love. I love the security yes. or the false security that yes. I have being yes. here. Yes. Not really. I don't really love what I'm doing. I don't really love this relationship. I don't love this feeling. I don't love this commitment. And you really need to discover that. And so I can't encourage enough that this isn't a decision that you take lightly staying or leaving. It's a decision yes. that requires much wise counsel it requires, and whether you believe it or not, you need to be seek counsel because you need to discover how you ended up here. And it may not have been anything that you did per se. Right, right. It could have been, listen, <laughs> it could have been that that person, you know, 
catfish mm-hmm. you somehow. But yeah. whatever, you need to discover that. And it requires right. much counseling. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. It <laughs> counseling quickly. And yeah. I say individually and as a family. And yeah. as a couple, if that's yeah. what you choose to do. So, I mean, do I, yeah. I don't know because our, our pastors don't give out um, confidential information about you know, people they've counseled, but I'm sure they've counseled people who've had those struggles or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I don't know anything about it. I don't, I don't know yeah. whether it is or not. All I do know is, is that do it, work on it before, it's better to work on this before you ever get married. So you don't have to be in the situation with infidelity. And it just goes I mean, back to knowing who you are and yeah. sharpening that iron, knowing what you want and listening to those messages Yes. Um, because your life moves in the direction of your most dominant thought. There we go. That was the, the quote that I forgot. And biblically, God does say, if there is infidelity, you can get a divorce. Because I know the Bible also does say that God hates divorce. And I think that is why most people think they're supposed to stay. But that, no, 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 no. I, and this is what I said in this video. And this is why this girl sent me this message. I said, God is giving you an out. He's literally saying, baby girl, wake up. That ain't even good enough for you. Yeah. Leave. Yeah. Yes. Leave. So now, so I got this question. I just wanted to touch on this a little bit. Why do we think we have mm-hmm. to suffer? Why do we think he is more important than us? Right. And so how I answered this question was, well, and I want to go back to saying uh, what the Bible says literally about the devil. I don't think that we understand that the devil is here to kill, steal and destroy us. Right. And so the lie, if we believe the lie, that is, oh, being single is the worst thing you could be on this planet. Then we will get into relationships like this where we have to suffer. So this is what I said to her. And I would love to hear your answer. But I said, girl, I could go on and on about the lie that the enemy, the devil wants us to believe. We have to remember that the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy us so much so that we will give up and choose suffering over what we believe being single is and feels like. Some of us think that being single is worse than suffering for a man, especially when she believes that suffering equals love. Yeah, no, I, it's a no for me. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. No. It's, the, it's the peace for me. I like being peaceful, listen, so I'll stay single unless I get exactly what I want. Listen, this is real talk. I have, my, my parents have a really good, strong, healthy marriage. My husband's parents, not at, they were married for a long time before right. my husband passed me, 46 years, 47 years, I think. Um, but it wasn't, you know, it was kind of, you know. Um, and so for him, our marriage is better than theirs. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm not looking for better than yours. I'm looking for better than my parents. So we got some work to do. <laughs> I'm not willing to settle for what's better for you. I'm What's better for us, yeah. right? What's better for us? So no, I'm not going to suffer and I don't believe we should. But let me give you some biblical context why women struggle here and we okay. have to work through it. Okay. In Genesis, remember what Eve did? Remember her and the serpent? Yes, they yes, having yes. too many. They had too many conversations. Right, exactly. They shut the enemy down. We've yep. always had a struggle with listening to the enemy. Yeah, as women, that's just real talk. And so, because we didn't shut him down, then 
we got ourselves into a situation where it talks about in Genesis, the third chapter, where women and men are in a curse. Childbearing would be tough. But there's this little caveat that I began to start digging in for myself where it says, and you will know your husband. But there is a translation, a translation ship, a translation that says, and your desire will be for your husband. And then there's a translation that says, and there's a, their desire will be to control your husband. Hmm. And there is something innate in that, that I have to fight. And part of that is to, I feel like I have to suffer for him. I have to Mm -hmm. suffer in him. And there, there, there is, Something in our nature, in the in the Adamic, the 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 nature of us, the humanistic part of us, that wars in this area of thinking. Help me means to sacrifice and suffer, and there is a sacrifice, but this suffering. Jesus already did that for us. Yes. You understand? He did that for us. So do I have to suffer through uh, physical and emotional and mental and uh, infidelity? No, 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 no. That's not what it is. The suffering in marriage, and we're talking about the storms we're talking about, is, you know, you might have been in one of those tornadoes and your house is destroyed. Yeah. And you yeah. might not be living in that house that you spent $500,000 in. So now what are you going to do? You don't just get to walk away. Yeah. Sorry, you guys got to figure it out together. You might be living in a hotel or having to live in some family's home. That's the kind of suffering in marriage that we're talking about. Maybe you might end up with a child that is special needs, but you guys got to work through that together. That's not an easy thing. You got to work through that and you got to suffer through your own insecurities and suffer through beating yourself up. Maybe I drank too much caffeine, all those things that you war with. That is the suffering, but not abuse. That is not the suffering that God has called us to. Right, right. And so, and you can obviously, I've never been married. And so let me know if this is a fantasy, but I see if I, so I see if I get married, (laughs) me and my husband as a team. So we're the supersonics. Yes. And everybody else is against us. And we that's the hard. So when we play the Lakers, it's going to be hard. When we play the Celtics, it's going to be hard. But we as a team, as the Supersonics, rest in peace, my favorite basketball team of all time. <laughs> but we are the Supersonics and together we have to be a team. Yes. That's what I feel like when you say and other married people who are happily married say, yeah, marriage is hard. That's what I hear you saying now. But before it was like, oh, I have to suffer through this cheating Mm -hmm. on me. I have to suffer through da 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 da. Suffering like if you're a basketball player, you might have an injury or two. But you're not throwing the basket in the other team's hoop. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? You're not self-sabotaging your win. You're not betting on the other team. Yeah. Yeah. You're not selling your you're not selling your team out. No, you're working with your coach and you're working with your community of team that's yeah. behind you and rooting for you and pushing you and supporting you. You're passing different things to them who are helping you to make the baskets and to win and to score. Yeah. Certainly, and you might have some injuries. Yeah, you might have you might have an ACL tear. Yeah, you might have that. You might get sick, you know, might have to take, you know, you might get sick. But what you're not supposed to be doing, you might suffer a little bit of loss. You might lose a teammate. But what you're not going to do is you're not going to be trying to give points to the other team. 
Right. And when you cheat, what is or, when that? You, yeah. or when you allow people to just continue to take the ball from you, you like handing them the ball. Oh, that's I play for the with. Sonics, but I'm going to give a Lakers player no, I'm not. Uh, the ball. For no. what? No, for that what? doesn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah. And so many times we do, we'll hand the win to the enemy. We'll hand them the win Damn, before we yeah. ever get started. Yeah. So I, I really just, if you are watching this, whether it's in the replay now or you're hearing this, on Single You, the podcast, please let me know if you're taking away something from this, something tangible. I hope that analogy worked. I want you to remember what forgiveness and love truly is. Forgiveness is not to be, is not a doormat. That is not, the definition of forgiveness in the dictionary does not say be a doormat. And it definitely doesn't say that in the Bible. And one of the things that, um, that has come up for me in reading the scripture, love is patient, love is kind, love is a, well, actually no, the scripture that says love cast out all fears. Yes. If I am afraid, always afraid that you're gonna cheat on me and I gotta check your phone and I'm looking, oh, who is this girl and who is that? I argue there is no love there. Then what are we doing? What are we doing? So I'm out, just like you said, like I just, I, I will, I'm not, that's not cute to me anymore like that's not cute not that it was ever but it definitely is a hard out for me <laughs> it is a no for me um and one of the things that we don't know about these gurus um that that everybody's talking about right now on social media i don't want you to look at their marriage and say well she stayed and she's saying because it's she's a christian that i have to stay no 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 because no. scripture tells you we can leave but here are three things that we don't know about people and their marriages which is why you have to seek out like Linnea and, and Jerry um, did mentors that can sharpen the iron of a healthy relationship. And so you know the difference between healthy, hard versus abusive. So here are the three things that I wrote down like that we don't know about these people that we need to know for ourselves in ourselves. And if you wanna add something Linnea, you can. So when you're watching these celebrities, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Cardi B and Offset and, and Sweetie and Quavo, everybody been cheated on. First of all, you cannot look up to them because you don't know those people as individuals. You don't know if they felt like their definition of good marriage. You don't know if they felt whole when they got into those marriages, okay? You also don't know if they are emotionally intelligent enough to have been married at the age that they were married or what have you. You don't know. You also don't know their philosophy on when they fight in relationships, are they fighting to win? or to actually understand each other because the Bible says in everything gain an understanding. So you don't know those things. So you cannot sit here and say, well, Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce, so who am I? I'm gonna get cheated on and that's just, I just have to expect that. You don't know these people? No, you, you, don't, don't, know know you don't know their standard or tolerance level. And you need to know that for yourself. Yeah. You need to set hard lines about what you want and what you need out of each relationship, not just your marital relationship, your right. friend relationship, your, um, your, your sibling relationship. You got to set those standards and you only can do that when you know who you are. Right. Yeah. So I want to end on this. Okay. Um, uh, because you brought this up to me and I was like, Ooh, that's so good. That's so good. So the three lies that women believe about marriage before they get married. Mm -hmm. um, do you remember what you said? I can remind you. Know. 
Yeah. One of them was that we believe that it's potential, mm-hmm. right? That, you know, we believe the lies we believe is that, well, you know, I'm, I'm marrying potential. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no, no. The potential is what you together can be, but they need to already be. So the potential you're after is your potential of the marriage. Like, look, I'm listening to him. Look at him. Oh, yeah. Who he is has the potential for us to be. But you shouldn't be looking at, well, maybe he has the potential to be. No, he needs to be. Yeah. And that actually goes back to you with the example you gave with telling Jerry, he don't, uh uh-uh, you got to live on your own and pay some bills. I'm not married that you can potentially take care of yourself. (laughs) Because we just expect everybody to know how to do that. But does he though? No. (laughs) And And it is not innate. I would like to believe that it is. But in our culture, it is not innate. It's not innate that you know what to do. You know, they say, throw, throw you out like the mama bird, because what birds do is the mom throws them out and say, fly. Yep, she pushes them out of the nest. Good luck. Sorry, Figure we're it out. birds, we're yeah. humans. Yeah. And if they push us out and we don't necessarily fly because we have not been trained and developed to do that. Yeah. You really need training and developing. And yeah, you need to get out to do that. You, you won't really get the full training. Can yeah. you still have a good, healthy marriage if you don't? Yes. But why start off with a handicap when you don't have to? And the fact that I'll be 38 on June 29th of this year, we're not doing, I'm not 22. We're not doing that. I'm not, I'm not helping you build the plane as we're flying. I'm not doing that. I'm grown. So I need you to be grown as well. And that actually goes with the believing in potential. I remember we also talked about, um, we believe that we can change him or raise him up. Like, oh, he's like this, but I can make him like this. No, God changes him. But you need to know what you marry may never change. Can you still stay married to who he is? If the answer is no, do not say yes. And there it is. All right. And then we touched on this before, um, just even in this conversation, another lie that you had brought up was um, that it's just a feeling like love is just a feeling like, yeah, I just I feel like I love him or I know I do because my vagina tells me I do. So, yeah. Yes. No. And your emotions, all of those things work against you sometimes that tell you 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 love them. And what you'll find is in marriage, there are hills and valleys of those feelings. And really, you can train your mind to feel those things. Honestly, you can train your mind to feel those things. So you can't base your commitment on a feeling. You really have to base your relationship on the facts of who that person is and commit to who that person is and who you and that person can be together. But changing (laughs) them, that is not reality because Jerry, there are certain things that he was doing before we got married and he is still doing (laughs) There are things that I'm going to be real talk about me. There are stuff that I was doing before I got married that I still do. Jerry comes home and he still has to lock the doors on the car. I was doing that before. When I was just dating, he would come and say, your your car door is still unlocked. <laughs> and, and Jerry's OCD, so he need everything to be a certain way. Um, so, yeah. Okay. 
And there was another one. What was that other one that we oh, were talking um, about? I wrote down, uh, it's just a piece of paper, which we touched yes. on. Yes, the um, lies, the marriage is just a piece of paper. It doesn't really matter if I get married or if I don't get married. No, it is not just a piece of paper yeah. that you just tear up. Because what you don't realize when you say I do, then there is this meshing of your life that comes. And it's not just a piece of paper. Well, I'm just going to rip it up. Trust me. Ask somebody who's divorced if it's just a piece of paper when they get divorced. It's I not have just two a piece of friends paper. going through a divorce right now, and when I it's tell expensive, you, it's expensive. It's costly listen, emotionally. It's listen. costly for your children and all their friends and their family. No, it is more than just a piece of paper. It is truly a covenant, and covenant comes with the cost of blood. Trust and believe when you take that apart, it is not easy. It's tough. Yeah. And so no, it's not just a piece of paper. So you shouldn't go into it lightly. And it's something that we say we're going to do forever. If I will spend four years on a degree that I plan to retire from, why don't I invest that same kind of energy or more energy in something I'm planning to do for the rest of my life? You yeah. should be educating yourself on marriage before you ever get married. Because it's more than <laughs> I need to say that again. Exactly. So we walk around here and we know where to go if we want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a veterinarian, whatever. But we don't take dating, figuring out who we are, being married. Seriously, we don't. You no. cannot tell me that you take it seriously when you have done no studying. None. You <laughs> no, and I'm and talking about me. Rush, and you're in a rush to get married. Like yeah. as soon as as soon as the ring's on, they're like, oh, let's hurry up and get married. Seriously? Have you talked to anybody? <laughs> what you about to get embark on? That when we say forever, that means forever. That if you decide to get a divorce, what that's gonna cost you? Yeah. You, now, if, if we just put the money aside, what it cost you? That heart, untangle, man. Yes. To untangle your life from a whole nother person. It costs you a lot. Mm -hmm. When they say it's cheaper to keep her, it's more than just money, your heart. And, and I believe that that is what the Bible talks about when the Bible says, guard your heart, right? It's not about having a wall up and everybody is, all men are bad, I hate men, I'm never dating again, and I'm just gonna go live on my own. No, guarding your heart is really sharpening that discernment iron yeah. and doing the studying and actually asking people, getting a coach, getting whatever, mentors, um, people in the church that you can really, really talk to about what you are getting into. And also, even before that though, because I, I had a girl, she sent me a message and she was looking for coaching. And she said, I literally have no clue who I am. Yeah. You're not ready to get married. Absolutely. And she knows that. And that just makes me so sad because you, you, we think that we know who we are because we're with, I'm inside my body 24 seven. My soul is right here. <laughs> but if we are not asking ourselves questions, yeah, doing a deep dive, you are not going to know who you want or who you are. Yeah. Therefore, you're not going to know what is right for you. Yeah. Therefore, you're not even going to have the audacity to believe that you can get a healthy life, a yeah. healthy marriage, have healthy relationships because that's what everybody wants. Yes. Again, if I asked you, what kind of relationship do you want? Healthy or unhealthy? You're going to choose healthy. Yeah. Yeah. But how do you get there? That's yeah, the you you got to do the, you got to put the work in before 
beforehand, knowing who you are is essential because then you need, then you'll discover why am I attracted to these kind of men? Yep. Why, yep. why, why, am, why, whenever they do that, that triggers me. Yeah. And the triggers, that's something I'm discovering now, even for myself. Like when I hear certain things, when I see certain things, why does it make me feel envious or covetous or whatever it is? Why is marriage on this pedestal for me anyway? Right. You need to understand that before you go anywhere so you know that you're getting married for the right reasons. Exactly. You have to believe that there is something that you and that person together have something to offer to the world. And you know, my marriage, recognizing that your marriage has something that it offers to the world because people are looking at you. Yeah. They're looking for hope. People want to know that healthy marriages exist. So if you go into it and you haven't considered what it takes to have a healthy marriage, you're already missing the mark. You're missing your potential, yeah. your real potential. Yeah. All right. So we're going to, yeah, we're going to end it there. And I hope that you got the moral of the story is you got to figure out who you are and that your life moves in the direction of your most dominant thought. So if I asked you, what do you want a healthy relationship or an unhealthy relationship? Of course, you're going to say healthy. If I ask you, do you want to know yourself or have no clue who you are? You're going to say, I want to know myself. So you better figure out how you can sharpen that iron. You, you got to figure out how you can sharpen that thought process. you got to figure that out, whether it be a coach, mentors, both, um, whatever. Um, because I do believe, uh, I, I made a video the other day because women always ask me, how do I discover my worth? Which is what I say I do for my clients. I help you discover your worth so that you can stop tying your worth and identity to men. But honestly, the beauty is your worth is already inside you. I just help you recognize it. And it doesn't have to be with me. You can do it on your own, but where are you going to start? And if you don't know where to start, you start with me. So Linnea, is there anything that we miss that you want to touch on before we close out this evening? Um, I don't know if there's anything we missed. I mean, okay. there might be more questions, but I mean, I would love to hear some of those questions that people may have had yeah. um, about me, what we, you know, what we did, what we thought worked, you know, what books we read. Um, yeah. There's a book out right now that actually my sister Leah wrote, yeah. um, Leah Nuha. Um, I wish I knew what the name of it was, but if you're really interested in it, um, contact Rika and I will get right, you. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, dang I'm, it, I'm going to try to pull it I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden, but it's great. <laughs> it's anecdotal. It's real talk. And it's got discussion questions that I think are fantastic. Um, and I read it quickly. It was an easy, easy, easy read. And she's got 12 years of marriage herself. So yeah. she can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on Single You, the podcast. Consider me your homegirl in your head. Again, it's Rika. And if you need to reach out to me, listen, don't hesitate. It's not going to be weird on Twitter and on Instagram. I am just me, Rika. That's R-E-K-A. And I'm going to put my Twitter, Instagram, and email in the show notes, okay? You can also join me over in my private Facebook group titled Singleness is Not a Punishment. I mean, come on, who am I? <laughs> you know my tagline? That's my private Facebook group. The link will also be in the show notes. Now, if I said something that resonated with you and really helped you, please share this podcast with a friend because sharing is caring and you shouldn't be sitting on all this good information. So share it with your homegirl, okay? Or your homeboy. 
please do that. Also, don't forget to subscribe, and then you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. And if you have time, can you do me a favor? It'll help me out as a small business owner and a podcaster. Will you leave a rating on this episode? All you got to do is say that you liked it, or you can even type out what you took away from this episode. It really helps me and keeps me going, providing free content for you. So thank you so much for doing that. Production, my intro was made by one of the greats in production land. His name is James Tyler. Thank you for my intro. And he used Beyonce's single ladies, Sorry Not Sorry by Demi Lovato. He used Dua Lipa, her song, New Rules, and also Truth Hurts by Lizzo. All right, that's all I got for you this episode. We will talk again on the next one.